Good morning, Tom Moran here from Tom's Big Spiders. Uh, first off, obviously, let's address the fact that I did not have a podcast for last week. Um, quite frankly, I'm surprised I was able to make it this far along without missing a week in between because my life as it is is very, very hectic between the spider stuff and just real life with the kids and everything else. And I've been very, very good about making sure I sit down at either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday and getting one of these guys out. And it was kind of – we were, had a running joke here, Billy and I. Like there's a couple times where it got very, very close where I had to post on a Monday or whatnot. And I do take the podcast very seriously. When I first shot out the idea of doing podcasts, somebody was like, just to let you know, people that listen to podcasts tend to get pretty upset when the people they listen to aren't consistent in posting content. And I took that very seriously because I did not – again, when I got into the podcast – I hadn't listened to a lot of them. My brother's very into them, so he gave me a couple to listen to, but I, I'm not into the culture of it per se. I know there's people out there that have tons of podcasts they listen to, and I have a couple that I catch here and there. So I did want to make sure that I maintain that consistency going through, and I was going to try. I was shooting so hard for a year, and I was going to take a little break and then regroup and go for season two, but... Basically, what happened was I sat down to record my podcast. I'm in the middle of it, and the computer shut down. Now, I've had this happen a couple times before because we have all the dogs here, and unfortunately, there's quite a bit of dust. Anybody that watches my videos has seen the quote-unquote ghost orbs that are sometimes in it. Usually, what happens is I'm petting one of my dogs before I start shooting, and what you're seeing is doggy dander. So, gross, but it's basically our house is dusty at times, and I try to vacuum things out, but I'm, I kind of got away with uh, not vacuuming the computer for a while. So, it shut down. I was like, all right, I need to vacuum the whole thing out. So, I took the computer down. Down, took it all apart, vacuumed it all out, make very long story short, put it back together, plugged it in, it started working, went to go redo the 15 minutes of podcast that I lost, and it shut down after another two minutes, so it didn't take very long at all, and this time it had been vacuumed out, so I was really worried. So after doing some research, whatnot, I know absolutely nothing about computers, so I was kind of, you know, blindly going around trying to figure out what was wrong. I heard that maybe it could have been the power supply, so I ordered a new power supply, which I was very proud because I, again, know nothing about computers reinstalled the power supply so after about a week of not having a computer my computer is up and running again so uh, i'll tell you i was pretty impressed i was able to pull this off because once i took that thing out and saw all those wires and talking about cpus and fans and everything else it was a little intimidating but uh the good thing was it kind of gave me some time to relax and you know recharge a bit because i think with the tom's big spider stuff between the website in the YouTube channel and obviously the podcast, I have a lot going on and I love doing it because the, the goal for me is to reach as many people as possible with good information, good attitude and, you know, kind of introduce those who are just getting into the hobby to somebody that's hopefully friendly and approachable, but it does get overwhelming at times. I'm not going to lie. And like this morning I got up and the first thing I did was get on YouTube because although I try to answer things from my phone, I'm an old fashioned kind of PC kind of guy where I got to sit in front of it, have a cup of coffee. I was trying to do comments from my phone. It just takes me forever. I'm so far this morning have answered 175 comments on YouTube and I'm not done yet which is great and I appreciate it and there's good comments and good questions everything but it takes a lot of time so I'm not gonna lie when the computer shut down I went into panic mode I'm turning to Billy I'm like everything I do is based around this computer what am I gonna do but then there was like a week where I actually just got to kind of relax and recharge. I wrote five new articles for the website, which I am incredibly um, excited about posting. I want to get things going there. I worked on my list of vendors for state by state. So I got a lot done. It just wasn't in the social realm. And I will say one of the things I'm really struggling with right now is keeping up with the social component of this, with the emails, with the Facebook messages. It causes a lot of stress because I do want to get back to people. I know people take their time to reach out and they have questions, but it, it, it does get to 
the point where it's like I, I'll answer probably 200 Facebook messages today and then uh, – I mean um, YouTube messages and then I'll be over to Facebook trying to catch up with that and that's become overwhelming. So again, just struggling to keep up with things, not complaining but just letting people know please bear with me. It takes me a while to get back to you because it, it has become something huge and much more than I ever anticipated and – Again, the, in the quest to reach as many people as possible, I think I'm succeeding. I'm reaching a lot of people, but it does mean a lot of time spent you know, with the correspondence. So if anybody knows of anything out there that allows you to put all your correspondence into one place, like emails, Facebook messages, YouTube comments, that would be amazing because that's the biggest issue is bouncing around between all the different you know, social media types and everything else. So now that that's out of the way, I plan to keep going. I've already got the next four podcasts mapped out. That was the other thing. Sometimes I don't have anything until the day before or a question somebody asks will trigger one or whatnot, and it kind of comes together on the spot. But this time I've been given a lot of thought of things to cover because, again, there's some things I think are better in video. There's some things I think will be better for articles, and then some things make for a nice discussion for a podcast. So this one is one that I've avoided like the plague for quite some time, but after receiving several comments about it this week on my YouTube videos and one email, I just decided I would tackle it and try to do it in a measured way so that people don't on both sides of this argument don't walk away all upset which if they do whatever I'm, I'm not I'm beyond worrying about that but handling handling of tarantulas this is one that most people that have followed me on any of my various outlets have heard me say I'm not wading into this debate I'm not wading into this debate and there's a reason for that because I really don't think it's a totally black and white area and I really do appreciate and understand both sides in their thought process on whether or not handling is right or wrong. And what triggered this one is that unfortunately I do make a comment in my videos and I usually, I thought I was very clear about this where I'm like, I'm not judging anybody for handling. I personally don't do it. But I think sometimes I underestimate the fact that people are looking to me as like the person they're going to for advice, the, the authority, the authority on whatever they're looking for. And again, mine is only one voice in the hobby. This is just the stuff I put out there. I believe in, I have evidence to back what I say up. However, it's, it's just my opinion in many respects. And, and it's that case for the handling as well. I have my opinion on handling, but it's just my opinion. And you know what they say about opinions. So I think people hear me say that and immediately like, uh Oh, Tom Moran said we can't handle. And that's not what I'm really going for. I'm just trying not to wade into it. I don't want it to sound like I'm encouraging handling because I, I really don't encourage handling. And it all goes back to, the idea that when I first got into the hobby, and I've, I've mentioned this many times, I, I was under the understanding, and I think a lot of people that just get into the hobby are basically operating with the understanding that you have to handle your animals. And I think for a lot of us, we get in thinking that we're not true hobbyists until we handle animals. And I've told the story many times. I've kept that, you know, my queen for many, many years, and people would come over, and they'd be like, oh, pick her up and handle her. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And back in the day, it was because, quite frankly, I was terrified of her. But I had every intention of handling her the one time I tried to handle her. Again, well-documented. I'm not going to tell the whole story again, but it didn't go completely as planned. I didn't get bit, but I did pass out because it literally scared the heck out of me. So... I do think a lot of people get into the hobby thinking that they have to handle, and that's sometimes where I step in and go, just to give you a heads up, this isn't a necessity. You do not have to handle tarantulas to be a true hobbyist. In fact, many people that are in the hobby for a long time either haven't ever handled or handled, kind of got over the whole thing and don't handle anymore. 
A lot of it, I think, has to do with many people that are in the hobby for a while get into old world species. And I do, I, I have buddies that are in the hobby, and I just want to throw this out there because I don't want this to turn into like, oh, Tom Moran said you're, you're an idiot. That's not what I'm saying. But I personally, one of the things I will put my foot down on is I don't see any need to handle old world tarantulas. If somebody does it, that's on them. I don't care. I watch videos on YouTube all the time of people doing stupid stuff that I would never do. Jumping motorcycles, you know. Uh, not saying that's a bad thing, but like doing stuff that you can tell they're going to end up getting hurt. Hey, whatever floats your boat. The problem I think that I have is that we do have a, kind of a niche hobby where most people out there don't understand why we want to keep these things. And the big argument you often hear from folks about why we shouldn't handle them is the fact that one bad bite, one tarantula bite, somebody puts them in the hospital, God forbid they die. It wouldn't take much for local governments and federal governments to start getting into kind of, you know, clamping down on what we're able to keep. But you could, in my home state, we had a situation where they almost banned tarantulas for a while because they said they're venomous, they can hurt people. And they started doing like a statewide ban of a bunch of exotic animals and tarantulas were on the list. And that's, that's some scary stuff. I mean, honestly, I would have to honestly consider moving out of my state if that were to come to fruition. So... I do think personally, and this is my belief, that there's not much to be gained from handing, handling tarantulas. Uh, this is my perspective on it, and this is not me telling people not to do it. I know there's going to be people that agree with me. There's going to be people, be people that hear this and go, oh, that's kind of a shame. I, I think you should be more open-minded. My thought is I have dogs and cuddly animals here. If I want to hug something or hold something or have physical contact with an animal that's going to appreciate it, I'm going to go to my dogs. I have one right on my lap right now. His head's resting on my lap, and I'm petting him, and he's enjoying it. And we're both – it's like a relationship where I'm getting the stress relief of petting my, my dog, my baby, and he's obviously enjoying the attention. So that's like a beneficial relationship for both. I think I look at it this way. With tarantulas, it's, it's kind of a one-way street. If I want to hold my tarantula, that can be a profound experience for me. And I will get back to my first, the first tarantula I ever held because I do think it was important. And I, that's when I get to the other side of the argument, that's where I'm going to start. But I think as far as I'm concerned, if I pick up any of the tarantulas in my tarantula room right now, I might be getting something out of it. The thrill, like, oh my gosh, I got this giant spider on me. Um, I can show people, you know, it's kind of a cool parlor trick. Hey, look at my spider. I'm going to hold it. And people go, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. I, I get that we get benefits out of it, but the spider really doesn't get a benefit. And this is where I'm probably going to have some people come in going, oh, but my spider loves to be handled. I just really, until I see evidence otherwise, and, and I've kept a lot of species and I've seen them kind of quote-unquote learn tricks like I have some that will actually when I open their cage to feed them they will emerge because I do believe they have recognized there's a conditioned response that when that thing opens I'm probably getting fed so I have seen conditioned responses but I don't think they actually feel affection I really don't think my Uathless species reds that come out and climb into my hand. It's not, oh, here's Tom. I can't wait to be cuddled. It's more they're just exploring. I'm just an obstacle that they can climb around. And that's what I think it is. The ones that tolerate it, they don't they might not have that fear response. They might not be bolting. They might not be biting or hair kicking, but I don't think they're literally sitting there thinking, man, this is the highlight of my day. I'm so glad they picked me up. So I kind of start from there. And I, I do kind of prescribe to the notion that 
keeping tarantulas in many ways is like keeping exotic fish. You wouldn't go, oh, look at here's my my gorgeous Oscars. I'm going to take it out and show people. Uh, it's just they're meant to look be looked at and enjoyed and appreciated, and and you allow them to run around and run around, swim around, and do what they need to do to be happy. So I do kind of take that approach with them. And that's a personal thing. That's I'm not running. This isn't just to be very clear. This isn't Tom Moran telling everybody that you're you know going to burn in hell if you handle because it gets the, the arguments can get very very heated. But that is my take on it. The other thing that I and this is one of the reasons why I don't practice handling is when you get into old worlds, whatever habits you establish working with new worlds are inevitably going to carry over with old worlds. Your brain is not going to react in the in time to be able to warn you. If, say, you're used to picking up your new worlds when they escape, say you go to clean the water dish and one of them wanders out and you just stick your hand out there, you're going to develop that habit. So next thing you know, you're doing the same thing, but this time you're working with your OBT and your OBT goes to make a break for it. Guess what your body, your mind is going to tell you to do? Stick your hand out and stop that thing from getting out. And that's going to put you in harm's way. So when I got really heavy into the hobby, and again, I did handle it first. We're going to get to that in a minute. When I got really heavy into the hobby and started picking up old worlds, I realized that my natural reaction, my first natural reaction when one of them would try to bolt was to stick my hand out there to stop it. And that's not a good reaction to have with some of these species. You're going to end up getting bit. You're going to end up with a spider flying around your back. It's just not a good situation. Furthermore, I also know that when I get hurt, like when something bites me or stings me, my reaction is to either flick or slap at it. So say I'm outside and a yellow jacket comes along and stings me on my hand. That thing's getting smacked before it can even get its stinger out. It's happened before. If something pinches me, I'm going to like react to it. So I know, unfortunately, my reaction to getting hurt, and I'm not a wuss by any stretch of the imagination, trust me on that one, but I will recoil. So I'm thinking, I stick my hand out. Say my little Bialbopelosum is going to try to make a break for it, and I stick my hand out, and that one bites me. My first reaction is going to be to violently jerk my hand back, which is most likely going to send that Bialbopelosum airborne. It could damage a fang. It could die from impact, from being thrown in the air. It's not going to be a good situation. So part of it is recognizing my own reactions. Now, I've spoken to people that are like, and it blows my mind, but I do believe them, that they've had their hand out, the spider bit them, and they just left their hand there so the spider wouldn't get thrown. I That's amazing to me. Like, I couldn't do it. My reaction is going to be to rip my hand away, which is going to end up with a hurt spider. And my job as a responsible keeper is to make sure that my spiders are always safe and I don't do anything to jeopardize myself, my family, or my spiders. So the things I consider when, whether or not to handle, when I kind of made, and it was kind of a conscious decision of where am I going to go with this. It was when I was starting to pick up old worlds and and get into the quote-unquote more dangerous spiders I realized, A, I don't think they get anything out of it. So if I'm playing with a spider, it's for my benefit. And I will say that it did have a huge benefit when I first handled. Um, For me, not necessarily for the spider, but I will say, here I am, Tom's Big Spiders, you know, several years later, and a lot of it came from getting over that fear of spiders by handling one. Um, But then I also consider the fact that with working with old worlds, I don't want to develop bad habits. I don't want to develop the habit of sticking my hand out there when something goes to escape because that I had ones start to escape before. That's what my catch cup's for, not my bare hand. And unfortunately, that's going to be my natural reaction if I always do that and play with the old world. So just my thought process on it. So again, talking about the handling being something that can be 
beneficial to the hobby. Things that I would point to are one of the most profound experiences I had in my life as a child when I was in about the fourth grade, I believe. We had an animal person come in and show off some animals. And looking back at it, I realized this probably was not the best thing for this person to be doing. But they basically broke out, which I, thinking back, was probably a, a G. Rosea. And basically allowed one of the students to hold it and walk around and let people look at it. Now, this is not what I would call safe handling practices for the spider because I'm picturing this girl, Kelly. I remember clear as day, Kelly Landry. That would be funny if Kelly Landry was actually listening to this, holding the spider, walking around, showing everybody as she had it cupped in her hands probably a good two or three feet off the hard gym floor. So had that spider bolted, had one of the kids poked it, she could have gotten bit and it could have fell. So I don't agree with that practice per se, but I do know there were kids in there that suddenly that thing became fascinating and not just horrifying. And for me, it was profound seeing somebody actually hold this thing and they weren't getting hurt by it. I was like totally blown away by it. So that was a profound experience. So I do hear people talk about the benefits of handling when done correctly in environments like in schools and in presentations, I do think there is a benefit out of that. But the flip side of it is, once again, kids see somebody walking around with a tarantula in their hand and think, oh, I'm going to get a tarantula and I'm going to hold my tarantula too. So we kind of encourage that idea, foster that idea that handling is part of the hobby. So I do see both sides of that argument. Personally, again, I can see it both ways. I know that a lot of kids, that's a very positive thing for them to see, that these animals are not so scary. And I would argue, yes, having a tarantula in someone's hands that is not biting them or being scary in any type of way can have a very positive impact on some people seeing it. Because I've heard these arguments erupt in the board and like, well, this does nothing but teach them how to handle. No, I disagree. That's ridiculous. It's very narrow thinking. I think that people seeing them that way, I know for me, that was a huge thing. Like this, this thing could be tame. Now, what happens is some people will get into the hobby and unfortunately some will have seen this and go, yeah, all right, I'm going to get a tarantula. I'm going to hold it. But a lot of us eventually get enough into the hobby, we start looking up information and realize there's two sides to this. So some will get in like I did, or thought I had to handle, and then did some more research, realized I don't have to handle, and won't handle. So I don't think it's necessarily damaging. I do think done correctly and the right way. And if you've got somebody telling the kids as they're doing it, listen, this is for demonstration purposes. You probably shouldn't, you know, they can bite, they can kick hairs. That's one thing people don't realize is they'll go, oh, well, it doesn't have a bad bite. Well, a handful of hairs can also be very unpleasant. If somebody is telling them about the risks and the fact that you don't have to handle, I think it could be a very powerful thing. So again, the whole uh, idea behind this podcast is the fact that I do find this to be a gray area type issue where it's there's not a pure black and white, yes, it's right, yes, it's wrong, whatever. It's It's a very gray area. So going back a little bit to my own experience about them and my own first handling experience, first one I ever held was the Eulathus species red, and I will tell you it was profound. I mean, I went through my entire life being terrified of spiders. I kept the queen for many, many years and again had that infamous episode where I tried to hold her and it didn't go well. And if for me, it was incredibly important for me to hold one. It, it, was it for my benefit, with the spider's benefit? Absolutely not. I'll just throw that out there. So people are going to go, well, you did not yet, yeah, whatever. Um, but I'd like to think I've done enough for the hobby right now to have earned the ability to be able to hold one without getting a bunch of crap for it. So, um, and, and I've held more than one since then because it couldn't be a one-time thing. I had to prove to myself that I was over my fear of them. So it was a very profound thing. I'll never forget it. I got it home. It started climbing out. And where normally it would have been like, ew, 
And we're talking when I first got into slings, one of my, I tried to rehouse my LP sling and it kind of skittered away and almost hit my finger. And I almost like threw it in the air. No joke. Like it, it freaked me out. That was at the level I was at. I got a youthless species. I, it started to escape. I put my hand out, it crawled in my hand and it was like years, 30 something years of fear of spiders just washed away. It was like it sat on me and I didn't see it as that creepy eight legged bug anymore that was going to bite me or attack me or whatever the heck, you know, subconscious idea I had in my head that these things were, you know, dangerous. It all melted away. And I just saw a little cute furry animal saying like if it had been a hamster, honestly, I'm more scared of hamsters because those little boogers have been bit more times by hamsters and gerbils than anything else. Um, So it was incredibly profound for me so I do understand people wanting to handle it first and I think under certain circumstances it can be a good thing now I also have to point back and again we're going to bounce back and forth to my first attempt to handle in which I tried to put my G. porteri or G. rosea in the palm of my hand using a brush and it turned and attacked the brush had that been my hand had that spider bitten me and sunk those fangs into me a I probably wouldn't be doing Tom's Big Spiders right now. That probably would have been it. That thing would have been sitting in a box. I would have fed it. I would have cared for it. I wouldn't have been, you know, gotten rid of it. But I never would have probably picked up any other tarantulas. And B, if it had, honestly, if it had survived, because there's a good chance I would have flipped it up in the air and it would have died. And that would have been horrifying. So there's, again, two sides to the coin on every single one of these arguments. Could it be a great experience? Yes, I think handling a tarantula can be a very profound experience, especially for those of us who get into the hobby as arachnophobes. That first moment you have one in your hand and don't freak out is about as profound as it can get. However, the flip side is if that goes wrong, if that thing shoots up your arm and ends up in the back of your shirt or up your head, now you've probably just done more damage than good. So there is a risk factor involved when doing it. So again, that's why I understand why we get two arguments in this. One, nope, that's a terrible idea. You should never have to handle. Or the other one, yes, it could be a good idea. It really depends on the situation. And to pretend like there aren't two sides of this would just be foolish because obviously there are people like myself that it was a profound experience, but I've also talked to people that tried to handle one individual emailed me. They tried the handle. Everything was going great, and the spider bolted, and it was a nightmare for them. They said they would never try handling again. They're, like, afraid to even go near the spider now, so it can go either way. So, again, I guess some folks would say you'd have to err on the side of caution and not handle, but, again, not cut and dry issue. Now, personally, again, I, I don't handle, but I have no problem. I have many uh, keepers that I consider friends that handle. I, I don't see an issue with it because they do it responsibly. They've been in the hobby for a while. They know what they're doing. And I do think there is something to be said with the argument that what is it really harming? If you decide to handle it and you handle it safely, and obviously there are a – and this is the thing I point to. Like there are a lot of people getting into this hobby that are handling. I talk to people all the time that handle their spider. Somebody just emailed me the other day that was – I believe it was my – either P. muticus or another species that you would consider to be one that you would not want to put your hands anywhere near. And they're like, oh, yeah, mine's really sweetheart. I put my hand out the other day. I climbed right into it. That blows my mind a bit. I would never handle an old world, but they did it and they got away with it. And I think that's something that needs to be looked at is the fact that although the potential for somebody getting bitten and for bad press being there, it's it's always on the present, like it's not going to go away. It doesn't seem to happen all that often. You don't see, you know, there's some bite reports. If you go to arachnoboards, they used to have the bite reports. I think they change it so it's not as, it's somewhere else and I haven't read them in a while. But you would hear a lot of the situations where people would get bit was them trying to handle or feeding mistakes. 
but it doesn't, for the amount of people handling, it doesn't seem like they get bit all that much or it doesn't turn to tragedy all that often. So again, I do think there's the alarmist portion of the, you know, keeper population that, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It doesn't really happen all that often. As a matter of fact, I think the amount of times people probably handle it happens very seldomly, but Again, then there's the other side where you got to take into consideration, but it can happen. And I do think it's realistic that in the right state, the right time, it could definitely turn into something bigger and something bad for the hobby. So I do get that side of it, but I do also get that I grew up as a kid. I We grew up around animals. We had a farm. You petted and handled everything. Like we have gerbils, hamsters, like goats, sheep, cows. You just got used to when you're around animals, snakes, you'd find snakes outside. I would pick up other bugs. You get used to handling. It's just something you do. Anybody who grew up watching the crocodile hunter, the guy went out and diddled just about everything he could find. It was like constant, you know. And again, I love the crocodile hunter, but I watch it now and I kind of like cringe at how, you know, he treats the animals and kind of bothers them to the point where they are striking at him and it makes it more dangerous. But he also had a good side where a lot of people got interested in nature because of him. So I think it comes down to the fact that for some people, the argument is, well, it's my animal. I can do what I want. And I think to a point, I guess that's true. If you want to hold your animal responsibly, if you purchase the animal, you feel comfortable handling it. It's something you enjoy doing. That's part of your enjoyment of the hobby. If it's not directly hurting the spider, then yeah, you have the right to handle it. Who the heck am I to tell you what to do? The only time I would step in is I've seen, you know, videos where people are passing things around like at a party and the spider is obviously several feet above the ground and it starts to get a little, you know, skittish and it's moving around and that, that I'm sorry, that's not responsible handling. It's, it's, I've also seen other ones where people are like sitting on the floor and they're passing it around just a couple inches from the floor and they're carefully using their hands to make sure it doesn't get spooked. Well, who am I to judge for that? It's their animal. It's not like they're torturing it. They're not hurting it. And again, the other folks will come in and go, yeah, but the chances are there it, it could run away or bite somebody or die. I get that. But and, and that doesn't happen as, as often as we'd like to pretend. So that's why my basically my position is so wishy-washy on handling or not. I, I don't encourage it. I don't promote it on my site. I never have because I think it's always best that people come in not touching them, not handling them, because I think the people that are most likely to have an accident with them are the beginners, are people that aren't used to working with them, are people that haven't quite developed that idea that they're not completely big and scary and that when something goes wrong they don't really have the background knowledge to deal with it i think a lot of us have been in the hobby something you know breaks out or makes a run for it we're rather calm because we we've, we've been there before we prepared for it now if you're just getting into the hobby even if you're not particularly frightened by spiders and one of them takes off and runs up your back or up on your head or in your shirt that's going to be a tough one to deal with because it'd be a tough one for me to deal with and i've worked with them for years it's going to freak you out and it's going to cause more potential for issues happening so that in a nutshell is why i don't promote it to beginners i don't shut down beginners i don't shut down people and anybody that's i'm hoping there's some people out there listening to this that have talked about handling and notice i don't go against you i don't tell you stop i if you're doing it safely and i assume you are then whatever but i do feel like beginners getting into the hobby need to be aware rule number one it is not mandatory for you to handle your tarantulas. And I do stand firm by that. I'm not telling you don't handle your tarantulas. I don't get into that aspect of it. But I will say that it's not mandatory. And that the uh, I would say the majority of keepers that have been in the hobby for quite some time, that have kept old worlds and that have gotten in the hang of keeping their hands out of the way of the spiders, 
I would say most of them probably do not handle anymore. It's not to say there aren't some keepers out there that handle. And I, you know, I was just talking to somebody the other day that has a bunch of old worlds he's been keeping for years, and he has no problem sticking his hand in there. Again, it's going to happen, but I think a lot of us don't. So I do think that is something for any beginner getting into the hobby to really think about before they get too into it. What is your position going to be? Are you going to handle? I encourage people, get your basic husbandry down first. Figure out what you're doing. Figure out how tarantulas move. I will tell you one thing that can happen is if you've ever accidentally breathed on a tarantula and watched it go from very calm to bolting, that can be something that can really open your eyes up to what can go wrong when handling. I once had a Ulaphalus species on my hand and I accidentally breathed on her and she shot right up my arm in a blink of an eye. This is a little slow plotting spider that was kind of just exploring happily and next thing you know it right up my shoulder so imagine that's a bigger species an albopilosum a, you know gosh a, a you know seven inch you know g polker peas whatever that could be quite intimidating so those getting into the hobby my stance is going to remain i am not going to encourage people to handle when people ask about handling and they want to know how to handle correctly i will send them to hobbyists that i know know how to handle and have handled you know tarantula cat i know did something recently on handling tarantulas and I, I do think they should be aware of the correct way to do it if they do it. I will tell you somebody I will not be pointing them toward is that buffoon Jungle Bob who has a video out there that unfortunately when you look up tarantula handling, he is the first person people see, which drives me nuts because one of the reasons I do, do Tom's Big Spiders is to try to get people correct information. This is not a popularity contest for me, so I could really, I honestly could care less when people are getting more views. It's just I know the people that are coming to me generally are looking for good information and that's all I want to provide. But that bothers me because I've had people come to me and go, oh yeah, I watched Jungle Bob's video, you know, he, he manhandles the tarantula and that's not the way to do it. Find somebody out there that's actually in the hobby that shows a safe way over a soft surface. You know, some I've seen people do it over pillows, you know, leaned over over the carpet. Check their temperament first with a brush. You know, make sure they're not going to turn around and latch on their brush, but do it correctly. So again, I'm not going to tell people not to handle. If people are intent on handling, I might point them to my article about handling in which I address some of this stuff. And basically let them come up with their own conclusion. And again, I've tried to basically keep myself out of this topic for quite some time because I do feel like with the whole, you know, Thomas Big Spires thing, I know people are going to listen to what I say. So I'm very careful of what I say. I try to be open minded and I don't call it being wishy washy. I just kind of can see both sides of some arguments. However, what is kind of caused me to come out and address this, at least in podcasts, we'll see if I do a video on it. Maybe I will, is for some reason this week, I, I mean, I got behind on comments. So maybe it was just the fact that, you know, it was a week worth of comments and it just happened to be the luck of the draw. But several comments from people, a couple of them nasty about the handling thing. And, I don't mind debating the handling with people. And again, it's easy for me to do because I really could debate either side of it. Um, but I had one where somebody was like, don't be a, and I won't use the word they use, but it is not so nice way of referring to a woman's area. Um, pick up that damn spider, which I thought was completely rude. And again, we have trolls, but these are this is what people think when they see me not handling or hear me make a comment that it's because I'm scared of them, which is ridiculous because I've handled quite a few since handling that Ulaphalus species red and I don't really have a fear of them anymore. I'm not scared of them. I, I'm not I'm not scared of uh, gerbils or hamsters either for the record. But I don't want to get bit by one because it hurts and it's unpleasant. But I'm not – I still handle them. I just handle them with care. But I personally don't handle my spiders because of that reason. But I've had people come on. I had one um, 
pick up it kind of blew my mind because sometimes I see the comments before I see which video they're referring to and one of them was the chicken spiders who were when I first got the chicken spiders they were quite quite skittish and one of them actually when I went to feed it had such a great feeding response that it turned around and latched onto the water dish I was trying to get I, I was basically putting the tweezers in and went to drop the item in there and it ran behind the water dish and I went to pull the water dish out and it attacked the water dish and the guy's like oh just pick that big beautiful thing up and I'm like oh for crying out loud no I would have gotten bit so I felt the need to come forward with this and talk about it to just kind of explain that no it has nothing to do and the majority of us that don't handle it has nothing to do with being afraid of the spiders that's just ridiculous in most cases other people out there that don't handle because they're afraid sure and I, I don't blame you that's I spent years not handling because I was afraid so I get it but it's nothing to do with that I also one that drives me nuts actually there's two that kind of drive me nuts because I don't agree with them at all um, people will come on and I was doing a rehousing of something and they're like just reach down there and pick it up the safest way to transfer a spider is to just pick it up and move it over to the new enclosure I'm sorry, what? Like, no, it's not. That's just, that's a complete fallacy. I don't, I'm not sure who's spreading that one. Maybe it works for you for the time being. I'm telling you, it's going to bite you in the butt. But all right, so how do I rehouse my piece of Letharia? I stick my hand in there and pick them up. That's ridiculous. That's not going to work. That's just putting myself and the spider in unnecessary danger. If I have to dig up a species, I had to do an alveolosopes once. I should reach in there and pick that thing up that's scared. Come on, that's ridiculous. And I think sometimes people don't realize that there are old worlds out there and they're kind of talking out of their bums when they say stuff like that. But that one really irritates me because it seems to be a common held idea from several keepers. Granted, I've had several of them respond back when I've said, oh, do you keep old worlds? No. Well, there you go, buddy. These are old worlds. We're not going to stick our hands in there. So that just means they're ignorant on the fact that there are spiders out there that could put a real hurting on them. So again, I'm keeping this about as gray as I can get it, but one place I'm drawing the black and, you know, the line right in the middle and going, this is black, this is white. The idea that the safest way to transfer a tarantula is via picking it up and moving it is absurd to me. I'm, I'm just going to say flat out, no. Maybe you have a pet that's really, really tame, and that's the safest way for that specimen. But to make that general statement to all hobbyists, no, I disagree completely. The other thing I've heard, and I don't, I'm not, it doesn't make me angry like that one kind of riles me up a bit because I just find it ridiculous. But the other one I've heard is that you should always practice handling for the event that one of your spiders escapes and you have to handle. And I I don't agree with that. I'm, I'm just going to say flat out, I, I will disagree with that. And this will be something that I'm, I'm sure other keepers and I will just have to agree to disagree. I've been doing this for years. I've transferred a ton of things. I have never, ever, 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 ever found myself in a position where I absolutely had to handle. I've gotten used to when I see a tarantula going a place where I don't want it to go, get the catch cup ready and get it. I do not think, knock on wood, that it's inevitable that at some point in your, your life, you're going to have to have a tarantula that gets out and gets onto your body or onto the table, and you're going to have to reach out your hand and pick it up. And again, it comes back to A, that shouldn't happen under most circumstances, and if it does, there are ways to get the spider that I believe, especially spider, if it's bolting, if it's scared and it's bolting, now you've got a potentially defensive spider. Now you've got something, even if it's a new world, that is either going to kick hairs, continue to bolt, or bite. So that's not a spider I want to place my hand in front of. And it's funny because I, I did see a keeper that was talking about um, handling and like, oh, you always want to test the temperament. And then later on, he was like, but you got to be ready to pick them up if they run and bolt. Well, how do you check the temperament? I can tell you right now, if your tarantula is bolting, the temperament's not going to be good. It's scared. So it's going to defend itself. So if it's running, if it's in flight mode and you stick your hand down there and grab it, there's a good chance you could get bit. That's going to be a spot where you could get bit at. And then B... What about the old worlds? If I'm rehousing, um, say, a Kilobrachi species and it starts to bolt, 
I don't want to stick my hand in. That's not going to benefit anybody. So, okay, maybe I keep the spider from hitting the floor. Okay, I, I guess in, in that situation, yes, you would probably take the risk if your spider's going to hit the floor. And I've heard people that have stuck their hands out and caught things and went like, I can't believe I did that, but it was a reaction. But that's a reaction. That's reaction to reacting to a crisis situation. To try to train for that, I find that to be ridiculous and kind of, I, I don't consider that a really practical excuse for handling so as far as people saying that a you have to pick up the you know the easiest way to transfer is to pick them up i completely disagree for people saying that you should practice good handling good handling so that in the event you have to handle you know how to do it i don't agree with that at all i don't i think the majority many of us i'll just say many of us make it through this hobby with not ever being forced into a situation where we have to handle a T. And again, I have to point out that if you're in that situation, it would be kind of a crisis situation. The thing's bolting and you figure the only way to save your spiders is to stick your hand out there. That's a crisis situation. That's not something you really try to prepare for. I mean, it's not like having, you know, an escape plan for a fire or whatever. If you train yourself to stick your hand out and handle things when they bolt. That's exactly what you're going to do when that happens. And I'm sorry, that is putting yourself in an unsafe situation, especially when dealing with old world tarantulas. And that's the biggest reason I try to keep my hands away from them is to avoid that because I am kind of hardwired that if something is starting to to bolt out to stick my hand there. And I've got other animals too as well, between the centipedes and the scorpions and the black widows, that things that I don't necessarily want to stick my hand in front of them if they get scared. So I do not agree with that reasoning. That is one place I will draw my line and people can feel free to debate. I'm not going to change my opinion on it. And you're probably not going to change your opinion on it. That's fine. But as far as informing new keepers, beginners, people that are just coming into the hobby that you should you should practice handling to prepare yourself for that situation. I, I definitely do not agree with that. I think if handling is done, and again, this will be my you know final statement on this, as far as beginners are concerned, if you're getting into the hobby, figure out, you know, spend some time with the tarantulas. Just spend some, some months getting the hang of their movements, what can spook them, what they do when they spook, what their reactions are. You know, be aware of what you're dealing with because I think somebody that just gets in the hobby that sticks their hand in there is setting themselves up for a potentially nasty situation. It took me years before I tried to handle one and that was after being, you know, spending years observing and watching those movements. Because again, I point to the fact that you can have the most docile tarantula in the world sitting in your hand you blow on that thing the wrong way and it gets overstimulated, they can bolt and it can be absolutely frightening to see how quickly this little docile thing can shoot right up your arm or off a table and it could hurt you, it could hurt the tarantula, it could hurt family members, whatever. You don't want to be in that situation. So I do think a lot of the people that think they have to handle the beginners and I think we should send the message that, you know, at some point you are going to have to decide whether or not you are going to handle and at which point you can make that decision. Hopefully you do it informed. Hopefully you look up how to handle, you know, look up some good videos on how to do it. But know that you do not have to handle. It is not a necessary part of the hobby. A lot of people that are in it for a while don't handle. And that if you do do it, make sure that you have some experience with the tarantulas first so you know what you're getting into. Make like anything in this hobby, make it an informed decision and then take it from there. I think Many of us get into the hobby with the idea that we're going to handle, and as we spend more time with them, it just doesn't become a very important part of the hobby to us. I've talked to many keepers, yeah, I got into it, I was handling all kinds of things, now I kind of see what's the point, and I think a lot of us do get to the what's the point level. Other people won't, and hey, that's okay. If they're doing it responsibly, if they're not jeopardizing the hobby by doing you know irresponsible things or letting their friends handle them, um, I did. I was privy to an email several years back where somebody 
was having a party at their house and there was some drinking and they broke out a tarantula and they were passing it around and one of his friends got bit. The tarantula lost a leg. His friend went to the hospital because he thought he was going to die. It was a nightmare. That's not a good situation. But using them in a way that you're showing people like, hey, look it. You don't have to handle, a lot of us in the hobby don't have to handle, but notice these guys aren't these nasty monsters everybody makes them out to be. That can be powerful as well. I think the key to just about everything in this hobby is being informed and prepared, and I think that goes the same with the handling. If you're going to attempt it, be informed, be prepared. As far as my official stance, I will continue to say in my videos that I do not promote it because I do not actively promote it. That doesn't mean I'm coming down on people that do it. It's just meaning that I made the decision with Tom's Big Spiders a long time ago that I wasn't going to promote it and that when people tried to make it look like it was a necessary part of the hobby, I will speak up. It's not that I'm shooting it down completely it's i'm giving people another alternative another way of thinking about it because i do think it's important that people are informed and realize and hopefully hear for some people that have been in the hobby for a while that it's not necessary and for folks and again i'm, I'm anticipating i know there's going to be folks out there that tell stories of theirs that they come right up to them when they call them and they actually enjoy being held again i Maybe someday we're starting to do some research on, you know, arachnid intelligence. They did something with the jumping spiders and we're starting to find out some things about them. maybe someday they do figure out that they actually have emotional intelligence. I'm not going to believe it until somebody presents some hard truth, uh, you know, some hard facts to back that up, some scientific data. I'll concede that they can basically be conditioned. You know, some of them can be conditioned. But one thing, and I do want to close before I, you know, before I close, I do want to get this in there because I didn't address it earlier. One thing that is very, very important to remember is that tarantulas can change their temperaments in between molts. I've had tarantulas that are complete nuts and nasty and hair-kicking and defensive become total sweethearts after a molt and vice versa. I've had ones that are very, very sweet become particularly skittish. It is crucial if you're going to handle to recognize the fact that your spider may change its temperament and mood over the course of its growth cycle. You could have something that, you know, my sweet little baby, and somebody was telling me they had an Afonopelma calcotis, I think it was, that was super tractable. They handled it. They showed it to friends and everything. It molted and turned into a demon. They said they stuck their hand and went right for it. So that's something to be aware of, too, that your spider can change its temperament. So be, just because your spider is docile, one month doesn't necessarily mean that after a molt, it isn't going to change. And I think everybody needs to keep that in mind, just generally across the board when dealing with spiders. Don't ever let your guard down. They are wild animals. They're not domesticated like dogs or cats. They, are, they can revert back to those wild traits at any time. So that's something to be very, very aware of. So in closing, I personally am not handling, but I do get why people handle. I do it, it does make sense to me. I do think there are some instances where handling proves to be incredibly beneficial, and I you know count myself among somebody that I, I don't know I'd be this deep into the hobby right now if I didn't have those experiences earlier on handling tarantulas. So I do get that. I do get that sometimes people putting on presentations and people seeing them in your hands and they're not attacking you and they're being calm can have a very profound effect. Sure, I will agree that that tarantula is probably at risk. I'm not going to argue that. You are when you do a handling thing, whatever it be in your own home or something for a presentation, there is a chance of that tarantula bolting, but it doesn't seem, I don't hear many stories about that happening. I have 
full disclosure, I've had had people con- contact me where they were holding tarantulas and they've dropped and they've injured themselves. So it does happen, but I don't think it, if done correctly, you minimize the chances of something bad happening to it. So again, I can see both sides of it. Just moving ahead, I will continue to not promote it myself, but I'm not going to smack people down that do. And I just had somebody this morning, I responded to a comment. They asked how they should go about handling. And I pointed them to a video of a keeper that I thought was doing a good job showing how to handle. I'm like, all right, do your homework. You don't have to handle but just to let you know, if you decide to do it, this is what you, you should be doing. And so, again, it all comes about, you know, having the experience and being informed and making decisions that are that benefit both you and the spider and don't put either of you at risk. And just because I personally treat mine more like exotic, you know, fish than a dog or a cat or a cuddly animal, that's my opinion on it. And it doesn't necessarily mean I'm right. I do believe this is a gray area. So please feel free to be informed, seek out other opinions, talk to other keepers. You, I would encourage you to talk to people on both sides of it, honestly. I mean, I'm kind of more toward the, I don't, it's not necessarily my thing, but talk to some keepers that are dead set against it. Listen to what they have to say. Talk to some keepers that have done it. Ask, see what they have to say. Make an informed decision on it. Don't just listen to me. All right, so that'll about do it for this one. Again, apologize for missing the one last week, but I do have the one all set up for next week, and we should be in good shape moving ahead. And I appreciate the people that kind of reached out and asked if everything was okay because I think kind of panic when I missed that uh, last podcast. Um, so I do appreciate that. Again, for those of you who want to check out some of my videos, you can check out my channel, Tom's Big Spiders, on YouTube. I also have my website, Tom's Big Spiders, that I'm going to be doing a lot of work on lately. There are a lot of things I need to revisit. Um, I want to do some kind of rearranging of it, and I have a bunch of articles to add. So hopefully some people join me over there. I've noticed I'm getting quite a few more subscriptions over there lately, which is great because I really would love to make that my hub for all of this stuff, but I get that some people just don't have you know an account and don't feel like signing up for it. But if you could, that would be great. I do appreciate it. And so that'll be that it for this one as I stammer through my closing lines, and I'll catch everybody next time.